0: Hi out there, I'm Pat Polly, and I'd like to welcome you to my show, Artbeat Northwest. Each week, we invite guests from the visual arts or the performing arts, and we talk about arts happenings in our Pacific Northwest area. And here to talk with us today is Valerie Collymore. Valerie is a full-time oil painting artist who is very passionate about the French Impressionist tradition. She paints in this style, exhibits her work in galleries and prestigious national juried shows, and teaches the science behind art and techniques of the French Impressionists. We're going to hear more about that. (laughs) She teaches classes at Gage Academy. She's on the faculty there at her studio and at a chateau in France where she has workshops in Impressionistic art. She is a former pediatrician, and after becoming an empty nester, she followed her true passion with Impressionist art. Welcome to the show, Valerie.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: Thanks for coming in. We so appreciate that. But before we get started with the interview, let's talk about some art happenings uh, soon here on the East Side. Now, this coming Thursday, October 3rd, 6 to 9 p.m. at the Bellevue Arts Museum. Uh, they're celebrating the opening of Robert Williams, who is a little different kind of art. It's called, he's the father of exponential imagination. And it's wild stuff, let me tell you. <laughs> so you got to come see it. It's a trip. Okay. <laughs> it's a very different kind of art. And then Maria uh, Maria Phillips also uh, is having a show hidden in plain sight and it deals with uh, recycling and waste in our society and that's going to be interesting too so just go to the BAM site and make a reservation bellevuearts.org make a reservation I'll see you there I'm going to be there and also they're starting a new series at Main Bar Center and they're sponsoring first The Paper Boys, that's coming up Friday, October 18th. So many people around here love this Canadian uh, rock band, which also has a lot, every style of music you can imagine, because they've been touring the world and, you know, adding all kinds of things into their repertoire. Uh, They're celebrating their 25th anniversary, so they're really have been together for a long time, especially for a rock band, right? (laughs) And fans can also do a meet and greet with great food before the concert. And they do just this wonderful great food. And you get to meet the band members. That's the important part. So real fans are going to love this. And then also at Maiden Bar Center on October 19th, that's Saturday, the next day, Second City, which is from Chicago. And they are a very well-known comedy group. They're, they're going to stage their greatest hits. And that's followed by... Again, you get to meet and greet all the people. That's always fun. <laughs> yes. And they're going to have Chicago-style food huh. uh, on the menu. And then <clears throat> later that evening, that same group presents Improv All-Stars. And I guess there's a huge following of people that love improv around here. You know, they involve the yes. audience and they, you know, make up all this comedy and stories. Great and fun. Great fun. But anyway, for all those improv devotees and if you want some tickets go to Brown Paper Tickets for more information and get some tickets I'll see you there too. (laughs) We'll be back shortly talking with Valerie Collymore about painting in the French Impressionist tradition on Artbeat Northwest. Support for Artbeat Northwest with Pat Polly comes from Pratt Fine Arts Center offering year-round classes for youth, teens and adults. Located in the central area, Pratt is the only facility in the Northwest where absolute beginners and established professional artists work side by side, creating art in glass, metal, stone, and wood sculpture, jewelry and metal smithing, painting, drawing, printmaking, and mixed media. Learn more and register for classes at Pratt.org.
1: Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk, 1150.
0: Welcome back to Art Beat Northwest. Ellery Collimore is here talking about French Impressionism techniques and all of her experiences with those. And let's start out with, because a lot of listeners really know what French Impressionism is, but some don't. So what would be your uh, description that you would tell people? What is a French Impressionism? (laughs) These
1: are works uh, that are associated with names like Renoir and Monet and Degas and also Cézanne even. So basically, this is artwork that really kind of dissolves a little bit when you stand far back from it, Um, or rather, uh, it's, it's really the other way around, sorry. So if you're standing close up, things sort of are somewhat on the abstract side, and if you stand across the room, they come together in something that's representational. So it's a style that basically really gives you two images, one that you view from across the room and that looks representational, and then a second when you stand up close to the work that gives you something different, a little bit more unstructured, things that have edges, things that are a little bit distressed.
0: And tell me about your journey into this impressionistic art, because I think your your history is very interesting and important. Thank you so much for saying that. Um, My mother actually gets a lot of credit
1: for it. Um, She took us as a young widow to live overseas in southern France. Uh, This was supposed to be a five-month tour of Europe, and she loved it so much when she got to the south of France that she decided to stay. So I spent close to 10 years in southern France, uh, never coming back from a vacation, and I was put in French school and completed most of my education. I was the very happy beneficiary of a really good art education at that time. School was phenomenal, um, really very high quality and free. Uh, that accounts for part of the reason that my mother stayed. So that was my first introduction to art. My mother also would travel every summer throughout Europe. So I was the kid that was dragged to every museum in Western Europe. Um, How
0: wonderful. <laughs> it was. It was someone Maybe has you didn't to do. think so at the time,
1: but, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's where that love of French Impressionism was born. It's just something I connected to, uh, even at a very young age. So when I came back to it more than 30 years later, that's the style that spoke to me.
0: And then tell me about, I I know you're a pediatrician, and when you came back to it, you said then you went for some other schooling, but you planned it yourself, which I thought was very um, intriguing. In other words, the course of study for art? Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. I had decided to give myself two years to study art, and I chose six of the top Impressionist masters in the United States. I carefully researched them. I wanted to have people whose style I appreciated, uh, and also people who just knew a lot. 50-, 60-year veterans uh, were very much on the list. Um, Got on a plane and went and studied with many of them for about two years when I became aware that all of them were pretty much saying the same thing in terms of the fundamentals of art, that's when I figured I would stop, you know, go back into my studio and study and try to understand the gifts that they had just given me. And then also I added my own Impressionist studies. In other words, literally just um, buying very large-scale posters of French Impressionist works so that I could see what they are doing with the brushstrokes. And then applying a lot of my scientific background to analyzing the works so I can understand
0: what are they doing with color? What are their color harmonies? How are they doing edges? And also, yes, and you you really do approach it, even though it's art, you you sort of scientifically analyzed it uh, and... How, how it works with the brain. How does it work with the brain?
1: You know, I feel very strongly about the fact that when you're making art, you're using both sides of the brain. It's a little bit of pet peeve of mine to uh-huh. think that artists are only using one side of the brain. I'm sorry, but I'm maximally engaged, and so are most of my students uh, when we're creating art. There's a lot of problem-solving continuously with art, and that's the side of the brain that deals with logic. There's also the intuitive side of art, So you have both. I find myself maximally engaged when I'm painting. I feel that all my brain cells are pretty much involved. There's also a lot of uh, new studies out about um, the aging brain and art. In other words, there's huge benefits in slowing down aging and making us happier and keeping certain pathways in our brain open by doing art. So I just see huge benefits.
0: And so this is a segue to all of your classes that you teach, both at Gage and in your studio. Why don't you talk some about your classes that you are okay. giving?
1: Okay, and then also I'm a happy teacher also at, at the Fry Art Museum is a wonderful venue that I teach in as well. Um, so basically at my studio, there's one thing, and then at the outside workshops, there's a little bit of a different flavor. So at the studio, I offer something that I think is very... Um, friendly to busy people in general. Not just busy professionals, but busy people. In other words, everything is included in the price. So I call that sort of the waltz in and waltz out. In other words, you don't have to run to the store and buy 50 different things. Everything is offered. So I offer the same high-quality brushes that I use. The same high-quality paint is available. I store people's paintings. I'll store your palette for you. There's just a lot of conveniences. Um, a lot of clients say it's like an art spa. It's very comfortable surroundings. I actually have beige rugs in the studio. <laughs> and we serve coffee. We listen to people. Um, I have freshly laundered smocks. And I handle all setup and cleanup. So nobody's even cleaning up. They just drop their brushes and leave. Why do I do it? It's because this way everyone can focus on learning art. You know, not picking out brushes and cleaning up. And so
0: this really should draw a lot of people who are still busy with their careers and yet need an outlet. Do you see that happening? Very much so. I have a lot of lawyers, physicians, a lot of Boeing engineers. Oh, really? Absolutely.
1: And I try to pair people up in the class so that they're not just coming to see me and paint, but they also are relating to the other people in the class. I find it just makes for a happier environment. I'm very sensitive to that. And we'll play a little bit of chess, uh, moving people around as best I can to try to maximize
0: the fit for each person in the class. Oh, interesting. So they are really probably uh, benefiting a lot in their brain from this change, really change of thought from like engineering and a lot of probably a computer science people. Absolutely. and, And so on.
1: Having a scientific background myself, I think, gives me an edge into how different people learn. So I try to get inside people's head. I mean, I feel that's what I'm on a mission to do as an instructor. So if one person thinks in a more creative way, then I have to teach to that creative side. If someone else is an engineer and is coming at me with um, scientific formulas, (laughs) I can handle that. Uh, I can handle that and actually have developed a curriculum that is very science-based as well. Oh, so you do
0: both. Well, now, how much of uh, artisticness is innate and how much of it is learning technique? Or is it kind of a balance or how do you see that? That's a
1: great question. Um, I feel that with any subject... Some of us have gifts, but the rest of us, and including those who are gifted, have to just do hard work. For some reason with art, there's the feeling that it's even more important to just have that innate gift. It helps, but I think everything can be taught, and everything is the result of hard work. So I view, you know, artistic gifts just as, for example, in any other profession. There are some people who are gifted physicians, but they have to work hard, too. Um, just as hard as the people who don't have those gifts. And you
0: can't be like a gifted artist who doesn't want to work because you're not going to really get any worthwhile results. Exactly. So tell me about uh, some of the classes that you teach in France because that's what sounds... Very exciting! I know you're just back from France.
1: Yes, I had five glorious weeks, um, and my head is still there a little bit. <laughs>
0: oh, so this wonderful!
1: Was, <laughs> it, it really was fantastic. And so this is my first year teaching at a chateau in Provence, and the company that I was with, called Workshops in France, just got it right. They had the perfect combination of painting time, eating, and viewing. Uh, different scenes throughout Provence. It just was an exceptional uh, opportunity uh, and experience, and I'm going to do it again. I'm oh, going to do it again in um, uh, from June 25th to July 4th of 2020. And this one is during lavender season in
0: Provence. Ah. So that's with workshops in France. Oh, yes. And oh, Valerie so, um So what do you, you said some people are painting all the time and just, Really into it, and other people don't paint that much at all. How does that work out?
1: Exactly. You know, that's uh, really a kudos to the company. So they create an environment where people feel comfortable doing both. So, for example, a couple of my collectors went, and, you know, they weren't really painting. They were watching everybody else painting and buying up some paintings. And then you had a couple people who managed to create about 16 paintings in just seven days. And the rest of the people, maybe two or three. So again, credit to the company that really was able to, you know, pull this off and meet all the different needs.
0: So do you go outside and do plein air? Yes, painting. Uh, in yes. different, what kind of? What are your favorite uh, plein air places to go in France?
1: I view Saint-Rémy and Van Gogh's Hospital inner garden as a shrine. (laughs) Some people travel (laughs) to religious sites. I travel there. Uh, There's just a connection there um, that is very strong. And I have painted the little house in the lavender uh, fields in that special secret garden, I call it, uh, more times than I care to mention. (laughs) Um, So that's one of my favorite places. And the second one is on the French Riviera. It's Cap Ferrat. It is a gorgeous peninsula uh, on the sea, and many of the works in my collections come from walking around that peninsula. So seascapes, there's favorite parasol pine trees that I just have an affinity for. Uh, Boats, uh, I feel strongly drawn to the pointu boats, which are the uh, traditional fishing boats of the south of France, Uh, and they're disappearing. So I'm documenting them through my paintings.
0: Oh, so they won't totally disappear. They'll at least appear on, on in, the, in your paintings. I hope right? so. As hope well so. as those <laughs> of, of the Impressionists of long ago, right? <laughs> what kinds of titles are the classes that you have been teaching Well, there's one... in your studio and at Gage? I mean, what, what kind of approach do you take? Okay.
1: Well, the one coming up at Gage in October 12th and 13th is called Oil Painting Master Tips. So in this one, after a day going over the fundamentals, <clears throat> which are necessary to really appreciate the master tips, then I'm sharing advanced master tips that really have the power to make your art shine. So I'm taking people from A to Z on how to do that in a couple
0: of days. So it's intense. But that must be for, like, intermediate to advanced.
1: That's a great question. Painters. I, I allow everyone to come, whether you've never picked up a brush or you're advanced. It makes me work harder, uh, but it seems to work, and it's, uh, as far as I can understand, the classic atelier system, uh, I feel that I should be able to teach to all different levels, and so that's how I structure the classes. Now, at the um, studio, um, I have regular classes, and people have all different types of goals. I have some who are in galleries now, so they were very serious. And then others who are really just doing it recreationally. So I handle that entire spectrum of interest level. So some typical um, titles for the Sunday afternoon workshop series that I do are uh, Painting the Face, Part 1, Part 2, which I advertise as... Faces are hard. I used to be in a portrait
0: class. Yes. (laughs) was hard to get. I mean, the noses... Yes. Of you have oh, well, the nose, the mouth, the eyes, the ears. Exactly. <laughs> they're all hard. You know, they're challenges. They're challenges. And
1: so breaking it down into simple steps so everybody can get it is the goal. And the way I had advertised it is give me two, three-and-a-half-hour sessions, and I will teach you how to paint the face.
0: Oh, oh well, that's pretty ambitious. <laughs> I'm going to take that <laughs> class. Not this year because I missed one already. I don't want to paint the Go to the second class and be the person behind. But
1: and another one is capturing light and then also how to mix colors um, like a boss, basically.
0: Well, they all sound like they're, you know, really advanced topics. It's, you know, you could put out, are you thinking about writing a book, you know, on master tips, you know, and you could have one chapter on each one. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, capturing light—that could be a whole book. Yes, that has you know? come up. The book idea and videos <laughs> has come up,
1: and actually, I'm I'm working on the video idea with a um a, a large vendor. Ah. So there are talks about uh, this video that has come up a lot.
0: Now, how about your own painting? Uh, you have managed to, I at least what from what I understand, you have a fairly large solo show. Every yes. year, I don't know where you get it in after you're doing all of your paintings. But it, it's already time for a break, and that's what we want to talk about when we come back. We've been here talking with Valerie Collymore about uh, painting in the French Impressionist tradition and teaching the French Impressionist tradition. We'll be right back after this message. Stay tuned to more on Artbeat Northwest. From new exhibitions to community events, Bellevue Arts Museum is always new, always different, and always exciting. Right now, check out Emerge Evolve 2018. Rising talents in Kiln Glass, showcasing an international array of artists whose cutting-edge work in Kiln Glass offers new perspectives on the medium. This competition at Bullseye Glass in Portland attracted over 280 entries from 29 countries, of which a group of 40 finalists were accepted. The 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 exhibition at Bellevue Arts Museum features work by 10 award winners from the 2018 competition, alongside new works from four previous Emerge artists, illustrating the evolution of their practice. The exhibition will be at BAM until July 12, 2020. Get tickets and learn more at BellevueArts.org.
1: There's a reason they invented the internet. It's called 1150kknw.com.
0: Welcome back to Artbeat Northwest, and it's so wonderful. That our producer, Eric Ryder has found some wonderful French music for Valerie. Thank you. And I'm familiar with that song. Oh, really? And (laughs) you could probably sing it, right? It's on my playlist. (laughs) I'm very jealous of you because I know you speak perfect French. Self-defense. When they put
1: you in school. (laughs) Yeah. Self-defense.
0: Yeah. Anyway, we've been here talking with Valerie Collymore about her passion for French Impressionism technique. And... uh, course, we've been talking about all of your classes, which I think everybody's really interested in, but also interested in your paintings and um, how do you manage to do a solo show every year and and, uh, how has your art changed over time?
1: Oh, thank you. Those are wonderful questions. Well, (laughs) the answer is how do I do a solo show in addition to all the teaching? With great difficulty. You
0: (laughs) You must be very motivated. You must be one of those talented but also working very hard artists. (laughs) I work ridiculously hard. In other words, it's uh, pretty much like medical
1: residency. And I'm uh, working on changing that a little bit just to have more painting time and more thinking time and more study time. Um, It is a huge amount of work to put on a solo show. I don't feel I can go backwards after having done it now for six years. Six so years forward already. I go. Yes. And it uh, requires um, approximately 25 paintings. And that includes all sizes, but uh, a lot of medium and large paintings as well. So it's a great deal of work, but it's a labor of love. And um, part of the reason uh, that I so believe in authentic paintings, and by that I mean plugging into what your passion is and what you know, So I know Southern France. I know it's unusual. People will often assume, you know, what I should be painting and what is familiar to me. But sorry, someone has to do it. I grew (laughs) up on the French Riviera. And that's what I know. And that's what I paint. I loved it. I had a splendid childhood. I go back every year. I have a social life and wonderful friends. And I'm very, very uh, motivated and feel great passion for the seascapes and landscapes of the south of France. So that's what I paint. It brings me joy. And it's something that I know. Um, So that's what's going to be featured in the next collection.
0: So now you uh, have had a couple of uh, shows at the Fountainhead Gallery. Are you going to be there again?
1: Yes. They're my local representing gallery. And actually right now my only um, gallery. Uh, My thinking is that with uh, technology that can spread news about you everywhere and with shipping, worldwide. It it makes sense to me to stay with one home gallery that uh, you feel comfortable with. These are wonderful people, the gallery owners. I'm very lucky Um, and so I'm happy there right now. I don't have thoughts about expanding at this time. Um,
0: So you're on their website and they probably make a lot of their sales uh, through the website um, as well as the gallery.
1: Right. I believe primarily through the gallery. So I send a lot of people there. Uh, I'm an artist who actually markets a lot. I don't sit back and wait for the gallery to do everything. Yeah. They're wonderful. They do a lot. Um, but I'm also doing my part, sort of like new Hollywood. <laughs> in, the, in the old days, people just looked good and they found you and took over you know, your entire life. Nowadays, in Hollywood, you have to have a production company first, and then people are
0: interested in merging with you.
1: So that's my model. So I I don't see.
0: I don't see how you have enough energy to do all this. You market yourself. You market your classes. You do your classes. You do your art. And but you know, you you did uh, an internship and everything in medical school. So I think you're kind of seasoned. You must be seasoned to all of this. Seasoned for hard work work and abuse, maybe. (laughs) hard work. But um, now I understand that you're. Shows typically just sell out. People just love impressionistic paintings, even if they're from France and they're from here. I'm very happy to report I've had good sales. Um, I
1: think people are not just buying the artwork. I think they're also buying the story. Uh, I truly feel joy uh, and only paint what I'm really enthusiastic and passionate about. And it's my theory that people are buying not just the painting, but the joy I experience in creating the painting that hopefully is evident when I'm asked about the work. So um, in my classes, I also share and teach that and will dig together to find that authentic core, even if it's a
0: little bit embarrassing at first. Um, well, I'm sure that the people in your classes, if you're digging together, they're having a great time and they're having a social time because you yes. provide a social time. And tea and cookies and all kinds Uh, of other goodies (laughs) and they don't have to clean up after themselves that's so wonderful but we are already running out of time thank you so much valerie for coming in to talk with us thank you so much i so much appreciate this opportunity great now what's the best way to get in touch with you and find out more about your painting classes and your art travel opportunities
1: yeah please reach me on my website www.valeriecollymore.com. that's v-a-l-e-r-i-e C O L L Y, Emma's Mary, O-R-E. So ValerieColleyMoore.com is the best way to reach me.
0: Great. Well, it all sounds so appealing. I want to go to France. Please come. <laughs> and uh, yeah, even though I've been a lot of times, I haven't been painting there. And anyway, that's all from RB Northwest. I'm your host, Pat Polly, signing off on Alternative Talk 1150. Have a great creative week.